As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, was good? But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From iHeart Podcasts, this is Supreme, the battle for Roe. We'll hear arguments number 18, uh, Roe Starring Maya Hawk and William H. Macy. Mrs. Weddington, you may proceed whenever you're ready. Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the court. Episode 4 Bright and Shiny Object. All right, Harry, what's the wager today? <laughs> no bet, Warren. I've been running my clerks ragged lately. I'm surprised he can get up and down the court at all. No, is a softy. Show some heart, Stephen. That was your rebound. Should be us out there, old buddy. Warren, you wouldn't last ten seconds. I'm surprised that clerks even allow us to watch. We make them nervous. Allow us? This is my courthouse. It sounded like an earthquake in my chambers the other day. I'd like to throttle whoever came up with the idea of putting hardwood and hoops on the roof of the Supreme Court. <laughs> Are Bill and Thurgood still giving you grief? Yeah, that's one way to put it. You made the right call on the Pentagon Papers, Harry. Nixon had every right to block the Times from publishing. It was classified material. Don't let those libs get in your head. Too late for that. Shake it off, then. I'm happy. Nixon's happy. Well, actually, Nixon's furious, but he's happy with you. You did good. We'll rack up some points on the abortion thing. I doubt that. Why? Roe Wade? Are you serious, Warren? We only agreed to hear the case to decide who has jurisdiction. It's not as if we'll be attempting to... Oh. Warren, no. Wake up, Harry. Good pass, Graham. But that's the way... Warren... Do not turn this case into something it's not. Roe Wade is simply about whether the matter is suitable for state or federal court. That's all. It's about a local DA ignoring a lower court's orders. It is most certainly not about us deciding the constitutionality of abortion. I don't know about you, Harry, but I wasn't put on this court to sit on the sidelines on the big issues. Nor were you put on it to start a civil war. 
Don't be so melodramatic, Harry. Oh, no, of course not. You're right, because people are always so calm and polite when disagreeing about abortion. Relax, Harry. We have the advantage on the court now. Four Nixon men. Time to take our shot. Constitutional Law Institute. How may I direct your call? Hi. I need to speak to Mr. Roy Lucas, please. It's Sarah Weddington. I'm sorry, Mrs. Weddington. He's not available at the moment. Madison Constitutional Law Institute. How may I direct your call? Mm. Hi, Cheryl. It's Sarah Weddington again. Is he in? I'm afraid Mr. Lucas is unavailable, Mrs. Weddington. I'll have him call you back. Mr. Lucas needs to call me, Cheryl. The brief is due in court in a few weeks, and we haven't seen a single draft. I've had my sections done for weeks. Where are all the sections Mr. Lucas volunteered to take? I need to prep. I'll, I'll tell Mr. Lucas you call. Okay, but that... Hello? Hello, Cheryl? Madison Constitutional Law Institute, how may I direct your call? Oh, sorry, Cheryl. That was your line. Should I say mine now, or do you know it by heart? Hello, Mrs. Weddington. Mr. Lucas is... Not in. Yeah. Talk to you tomorrow, Cheryl. Weddington Residence. Uh, What can I do for you, Sarah? Uh, Mr. Lucas, uh, hello? (laughs) Thank goodness. I I called so many times. Uh, How are you? What do you need, Sarah? We're swamped over here. I'm sorry to bother you, Mr. Lucas, but you uh, said you'd have your draft of the brief to show me by now. By a month ago, actually. Sarah, honey, we have a lot of cases. We can't just drop everything when you get anxious. Oh, I see, of course. It's just, the brief is due to the court soon, so... Listen, we're on top of it, Sarah. If you were here in New York, I'd be able to show you. You're just going to have to trust me. I gotta run. Wait! What? I, how's it going? I mean, it's coming along? I, I had some thoughts about the Eighth Amendment and how focusing on the pronumbers. Crap. We need to respond to Mount Sinai, Beth. Take this down. Uh, to the esteemed board of directors, uh, per your request to my most recent... Mr. Lucas, I'm sorry to interrupt, but... What is it, Cheryl? <sighs> Hello, Mr. Lucas. Sarah? What are you doing in New York? You said you could show me your draft of the brief if I were here, so I'm here, Mr. Lucas. It's all right, Cheryl. Give us a minute. Yes, Mr. Lucas. Mrs. Weddington. Cheryl. So, Sarah, you came all the way up from Dallas? First airplane ride of my life, followed by my first taxi. Huh. Honestly, I I don't know which was scarier. This city looks a lot more like Midnight Cowboy than Breakfast at Tiffany's, if you ask me. And now's not a good time. I stopped by the Women's Institute nearby. The one B and Deb said offered to help us. They told me you haven't even reached out to them. Can I see the brief, please, Mr. Lucas? Sarah, honey, relax. You had a long trip in. If you'd made an appointment with Cheryl, I could... See, I've got back-to-backs all day. 
It's just not a good time. I won't be a bother, Mr. Lucas. Just plop me down in one of the many rooms you got here, and, and I'll just get to read. Tell you what. Let Cheryl know where you're staying, and I'll call you when I have something to show. And when will that be? The case is coming up on the Supreme Court's docket in a few months. The brief is due, but I know you know that because you already filed one extension. Sarah... Not that you bothered to tell me. I received a letter about it in the mail. If we miss the next deadline, Mr. Lucas, the court could throw the case out. Relax. Remember, I've done this before, Sarah. You haven't. Which is exactly why I can't stand up there in front of the justices without a clear understanding of our argument. I need the brief to lay it all out. There's a million decisions to make, Mr. Lucas. Do we use the Fourth Amendment, the Ninth? Some people are saying we should use the Thirteenth, prohibiting slavery, but... Can I really stand up there and argue that forcing a woman to carry a pregnancy to term is involuntary servitude? I need help. Now, how far along are you and your team? Sarah, we're going to start on the brief just as soon as we can. Holy hell, you haven't started yet? Lower your voice, Sarah. Do you have any idea of the workload around here? How many cases I have to get through? How many are coming up before yours? You have other abortion cases? Loads. I'm involved in every major abortion case in this country. You know that. The argument from a paper I wrote at NYU is responsible for every... I know, I know, but how many of your other cases are on behalf of women seeking the procedure? And how many are on behalf of wealthy hospitals and providers in need of counsel? You're out of your depth, Sarah. Truer words have never been spoken, Mr. Lucas. But it also seems like you're prioritizing cases paid for by healthcare providers with deep pockets, as opposed to my case, which pays nothing. Welcome to reality, Sarah. Nice to have you here. You made such a big show of it. What was that? You came all this way down to Dallas, acting like our big savior. But you're just a little boy, Mr. Lucas. You just want to collect as many bright and shiny objects as you can. That's all this case is to you, real bright, real shiny, and we gifted it to you, all wrapped up in a bow. And now that you have it, you're just a petulant child who leaves his presence around to collect dust. My case is not going to be one of your bright and shiny objects, Mr. Lucas. Get off your high horse, Sarah. You don't care about this case. You just wanted some legal experience. Hell, you told me so yourself. This case could be about anything. Don't try to pretend you're a true believer when you're every bit as ambitious as I am. Enjoy yourself while you're here, Sarah. You're 25 years old and you're in New York for the first time. Have some fun. Take in a show. The Prisoner of Second Avenue is wonderful. Go see the sights. And then go on back to Dallas and I will get you the pages just as soon as I can. I have another idea, actually. May I make a long-distance call, please? Uh... Ron, I need you, darling. How soon can you get up here? Now hold on a second, Sarah. Good, I'll see you soon. Mr. Lucas, your services are no longer required. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot 
and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie-loving friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Mr. and Mrs. Weddington, I'm Mikey Eisenberg. We spoke on the phone. I work here at the Women's Institute. Of course, Mikey. Aha. We're excited to help you however we can. Can I grab your suitcase, Mrs. Weddington? We've got him, Mikey. And call me Sarah. This is Ron. Where are we exactly, Mikey? Technically, this is Gramercy. We're like spitting distance from Union Square. Is it safe? (laughs) It's New York, Sarah. I literally don't know what that means. Sarah, Ron, it's my distinct pleasure to welcome you to the Women's Institute and Abortion Referral Service. You'll be bunking upstairs on the fifth floor. Sorry about all the steps, and I mean, sorry in general that it's not more, uh, livable. It's fine. Uh, We're grateful to the Institute for putting us up at all. We definitely could not afford a hotel in this city. (sighs) This used to be the switchboard room. Still is, I guess, but will now also be your bedroom. But there's no bed. Sure there is, Ron. Right there. Those are sofa cushions, Mikey. On the floor, with the stuffing hanging out. It's not the plaza, I know. It's an oven up here. My God. (laughs) Well, heat rises, I guess. They say it's going to be the hottest summer since 66. You know what? It's fine. It's perfect. Ron, it's perfect. Why don't I let you two get settled? The bathroom is on four, then come downstairs and you can address the troops, Sarah. 
All the volunteers and staff were so excited to get the call from your Dallas group. We mostly work on outreach and policy advocacy here, but a bunch of our volunteers are pre-law and 1Ls. We can't wait to be put to work on your case. <sighs> oh, careful of the window. <coughs> it's pretty dusty. <coughs> Mikey, level with me. Would you live here? Are you kidding me? I live in Alphabet City. This is the plaza compared to my place. We'll be so busy we won't even notice. Hi, Sarah. Come meet everyone. Hi, y'all. Here, take my chair, Sarah. Get you some coffee, Sarah? I'm okay, thanks. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how much Ron and I appreciate all of you donating your time like this. Especially in this heat. We're coming from Texas. <laughs> You'll get used to it. No, you won't. Well, as I think you all already know, our main job here is to write the Supreme Court brief for our case. And to prepare Sarah for argument. Thank you, Ron. Now, this would normally occupy a dozen lawyers working full-time for months at any major firm. We have four weeks. And I'll be the only one on it full-time. We do have my gorgeous husband, Ron, over there, though till he has to head back to Dallas. Now, who else do we have? I'm Katie, and this is Lucy. We're full-time here at the Women's Institute. We want to help any way we can, Sarah, any way at all. Girls, that's fantastic. Thank you. And Chloe and George over there are our interns. We're all here for you, Sarah. Just tell us what to do. Ron? Are you awake? What do you think? <laughs> I, I think you're a hero for coming to New York and for sleeping on the floor. I want you to know how much I appreciate it. It's not like I'm missing work. You'll find another job soon. You're, you're much smarter than I am, Ron. Another firm is going to snap you up, you'll see. What the hell am I doing in New York, Sarah? You don't need me on this thing. Of course I do. You're a brilliant lawyer, much better than I am. Stop saying that, would you? You know you don't believe it. And don't condescend to me in front of your interns. It's embarrassing. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was. Let's just go to sleep, okay? It's 3 a.m. All right. Mikey said he saw on the news tonight. Mixing out lot abortions at all military hospitals. You think that was aimed at you? I think it was aimed at Warren Burger. <sighs> this damn heat. You think if we were dropped off in Sarajevo, we'd be able to tell the difference? I was thinking it's more like Attica. Nah, at least they have recreation time there. We spend every second working. <laughs> well, hey! <laughs> Don't do that! Ugh, it's so damn hot. <sighs> you sure can't do this in Attica. That's my point, Sarah. The heck it is, Ron. Ball skim the net and you know it. Fine. Cheat. 17 serving 18. Why haven't we
we talked about fetus rights, Sarah? Not now, Katie. I, I need to concentrate. This is your sixth game in a row. I think you can handle it. <laughs> I think better <laughs> when I play ping pong. The 14th Amendment defines a person as anyone born or naturalized. <laughs> Says so right here. My point. 17 serving 19. We should use this, Sarah. A fetus hasn't been born, so therefore has no rights under the 14th. Like, literally doesn't have the right to life. So killing a fetus can't be a crime. But there have been tort cases where a fetus that was injured in the womb has awarded damages. Yeah, but only after birth, Ron. Look at this, Keeler versus Superior Court. A husband who assaulted his pregnant wife, killing the fetus, was found not guilty of murder. Fetuses don't have property or inheritance rights. For hundreds of years of common law, a fetus has never had the rights of a person. We used a similar case in Dallas, Mikey, but it's a dangerous path. Do we really want the justices arguing about when life begins? What if our opposition brings in priests and rabbis and argue life begins at conception? Could backfire. That's insane. Holy men shouldn't have a say. The court is made up of flesh and blood human beings, Katie, with their own religious and emotional baggage, their own families. I don't want them distracted by trying to figure out when life begins. I kind of do. Imagine if they were forced to decide that life exists, like, inside sperm. They'd literally have to call birth control murder. Forget that. Masturbation would be murder. Which is something even the justices won't get behind. It's my serve, Sarah. Damn it! Ha! 1819. Sarah, we need to take big swings. If we play it safe and don't take any chances, this decision will be super narrow and basically have the same weight as that ping pong ball. We can't start expanding the argument, guys. We're drowning in research as it is. You're here for what, eight hours a week? We can only do what we have time for. I agree with Mikey, Sarah. You always play things too safe. Oh, shut up, Ron. Serve the ball. Linda, it's Sarah. Please don't hang up. I'm not a child, Sarah. I'm not gonna hang up on you. You have to come to New York, Linda. Okay, now I'm hanging up. We need you. I need you. I'm the only person working full-time on this case. I'm losing my temper with everyone. I'm biting Ron's head off. The interns here are, are godsends, but they're like 12 years old. Uh, so are you. Plus, I've, I've already beaten them all in ping pong, and I need fresh meat. I have a job, Sarah. The firm will just let me leave. And you wanted this, right? You get to be the face of the case. How many times do I need to apologize? Keep going. I'll let you know. I should have acknowledged your role more, Linda, okay? I don't know what to say. I'm a jerk. I've never been interviewed before. I wasn't prepared. I can't do this without you. You know procedure and statute a million times better than me. You're essential to this case, and I promise to shout that from the rafters every chance I get from here on out. Please. This case needs you getting warmer. You really believe all that? Right now, Linda? I swear to God we're gonna lose. And we're gonna lose big. And I'll not only have let all our plaintiffs down, but I will have set the movement back a decade. This case is going to force non-old men to decide women's rights for generations. So when I fail, I fail millions. Hundreds of millions. People keep telling me I have the chance to change the world, and I think they're right. But without your help, 
there's a very, very, very good chance it's going to be for the worse. I can be on the plane Friday. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Morning, Warren. Why do you insist on driving yourself to court, Harry? Louie would be happy to pick you up. You're right on our way in. Morning, Justice Berger. Justice Blackman. Morning, James. Hello, James. You coming by for lunch today, Harry? 11.30? Yeah, let's have it in your chambers, all right? I'd, I'd like to have a private talk about my workload. I think I'm ready to take on a little more. Oh, it's about time. I have a few ideas for cases that may help me get my feet wet. If there's no clear majority, Harry, I'm assigning you the abortion case. Excuse me? 
You've got the medical background from your time at Mayo. You're the obvious choice. Warren, I am at best the sixth most obvious choice. I haven't written a single major decision yet. You just said you wanted more responsibility here. I'm handing it to you. You're handing me a live grenade. You want my first major decision on this court to be settling the abortion controversy? You're out of your mind. Relax, Harry. You'll do fine. They'll all resent it. And me, Bill, Wizard, Thurgood. Anyway, the senior justice in the majority gets to assign the case. It may not be yours to give out. Let me worry about Thurgood, Bill, and the others. We both know which way this case is going to come down. You have a crystal ball, Warren? We haven't even heard the case yet, or read the briefs. I have no earthly idea which way we'll come... Don't be a child, Harry. What's this really about, Warren? You'll do fine, Harry. Thought you could use a refill. Ron, you're the greatest. Thank you, baby. Such a clear night. You can see all the way to the Statue of Liberty. It really does look like a little village, doesn't it? If you ignore the sirens, burglar alarms, constant honking, sure. Did Mikey tell you a stewardess was murdered around the corner a few nights ago? You're in a mood, Ron. Sorry. I'm no expert, but I bet this is the best breeze in New York right now. What do you think? I'm leaving, Sarah. All of this is for us, Ron. You know that, right? I mean, you know how easy it'd be for me to stay in my dead-end job for the next 40 years, just stay there and... Finish that sentence. Ron. Stay in a dead-end job and stay married to me. That's a nightmare, right? Of course not. How can you even... You think I've enjoyed having you boss me around in front of these interns, Sarah? You know how often my friends razz me about my famous independent wife? Do you know one other man who would allow his wife to do this? No, I don't. Well then, why the hell should I? Because I'm drowning, wrong. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I pretend to be confident because I know I should be as the lead attorney, but every moment with these interns, I'm terrified they're going to realize I'm a fraud. Roy Lucas was supposed to help us figure all this out. Instead, I'm the one that has to decide what constitutional argument to peg abortion to. Me, the oldest 25-year-old on the planet. I'm in so far over my head, I can't even see the damn sky. And staying in my dead-end job and staying married to you isn't the nightmare, Ron. No? What is? What if I'm wrong? What if you're wrong about what, Sarah? What if life really does start at conception? What if everything they're arguing is absolutely right and everything I'm arguing is absolutely wrong? If somehow we pull this off, if by some miracle we win this thing and I'm dead wrong about all of it, well, I guess that'd make me responsible for more murders than just about anybody in history. So my question, wrong, is what if I'm wrong? Please don't leave. about privacy, Katie. Here in the Women's Institute? I think we're lucky there are doors on the bathroom stalls, Sarah. Very funny. Look at these pages. The court has been deciding privacy cases for years. They just don't call it that. What do you mean? What do they call it? 
Justice Brandeis wrote in a dissent about 40 years ago that people have the right to be left alone. The abortion laws are the opposite of that, aren't they? They're so invasive. But if Brandeis wrote it in a dissenting opinion... It's still in the record, still precedent. If the current court even cares. There's four Nixon cronies on there now. Cronies who are still bound by the justices that came before. Look at this. Pierce v. Society of Sisters, Olmsted v. U.S., Mayor v. Nebraska all rely on an unstated, unwritten right to privacy. Okay. But I'd feel better if it was, like, actually stated. We take what we can get, Katie. There's an implicit right to privacy in the Ninth Amendment. Again, I'd feel better if it was explicit. I guess I just worry that if we rely on a right that's not actually written into the Constitution, even if we win, critics will have an easy target. So what's the alternative, the Equal Protection Clause? Why not? Restricting abortion definitely impedes gender equality. What is wrong with that? What's wrong with it is that Sarah wants to win. Linda, oh my God, you're here. And nine men will never agree that denying women abortions has anything to do with equality. I can give you a week before my firm sends an assassin to hunt me down. In this neighborhood, who'd even notice? Me, Katie, our truly brilliant intern. Hi, Katie. Where's Ron? He came up from Dallas with you, right, Sarah? Sarah, Sarah! Mikey, uh, hi, let me introduce you to Linda Coffin. He screwed us. Mikey! I'm sorry, but he took us behind the shed, Mikey, pulled our stop. pants down, and- Calm down. Tell us what you're talking about. An appearance paper has to be filed with the Supreme Court before the trial. Okay, fine, we'll file it. So? Your pal Roy Lucas already filed it himself, Sarah. I don't understand. What did Mr. Lucas file exactly? He listed himself as counsel. Just himself. Well, I mean, he's not allowed to do that. What's allowed? There is no allowed. He did it. He stole our case, Sarah. Far as the Supreme Court's concerned, Roy Lucas is lead counsel in the matter of Roe versus Wade. End of story. Sarah, you're not even going to be permitted to speak in court. Linda? Looks legitimate, Sarah. We gotta fight this immediately. Mikey's right. Who do we know at the Supreme Court that can help? Maybe a clerk or a- No. You know what? It's fine. Mr. Lucas is, is more experienced. What? What? How can you say that? Sarah, you can't be serious. Lucas has worked on this level before, Linda. We haven't. I, I've only stood before a judge a, a single solitary time and, and we're struggling. Let Mr. Lucas figure out which amendments to use. I, I know it's disappointing, but maybe this is the right outcome. What are you saying, Sarah? You, you just want to quit? This was all for nothing? Sarah, this is what Lucas does. It's his M.O. We can't just let him win, Sarah. Win? This isn't a game. We do what's best for the case. Can you all honestly say I should be up there answering Mr. Thurgood freaking Marshall's questions, William Brennan's? On a case as important as this, a case that can affect this many millions of people, can you all honestly say that I'm the best person for the job? Yes. yes. Well, I can't. I'm sorry. Supreme, The Battle for Row, from iHeart Podcasts. Created and written by Aaron Tracy. Directed by Rachel Winter. Starring Maya Hawke. William H. Macy, and Abigail Breslin. Also featuring William Fickner as Warren, Luke Kirby as Roy, Ashley Eskew as Katie, Aaron Cavett as Mikey. Executive produced by Eva Longoria, Ben Spector, Rachel Winter, and Aaron Tracy, as well as Katrina Norvell 
and Anna Stump from iHeart. Produced by Kelly and Kelly. Executive producers for Kelly and Kelly are Chris Kelly, Lauren Berkovich, and Pat Kelly. Produced by Tamara Black for Kelly and Kelly. Director of audio, Chris Kelly. Original score by Hamilton Lighthouser and Anna Stump. Edited and sound designed by Paul Tedeschini. For a full list of credits, please see show notes. This is a production of Unbelievable Entertainment in partnership with iHeartRadio. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.